following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of Coach Speak. I am your host, Zach Womble, and in today's episode, Brady McAtamney will not be joining us as all of Montgomery County teams are out of the playoffs. And honestly, we just have one here in Sumner County, and that would be the Hendersonville Commandos. So I'm uh, going to talk a little shop with J.P. Plant here, our producer, going to hit on Hendersonville, their big keys to Friday night and potentially getting to the state championship game. So stay tuned and stick around to hear what I've got to say about your favorite team. This is Coach Beak with Brady and Zach covering Montgomery and Sumner County football. Here are your hosts, Brady McAtemney and Zach Womble. In what I hope is not my final segment of Coach Speak this year, it is our Player of the Week segment. Every every week this year, we have handed out Player of the Week awards to our top athletes. Um, of course, you're aware of Brady handing out Montgomery County, me doing Sumner County. Uh, but this week, it's only just me, and so... Looking at the, the the game that I was at, which was Hendersonville versus Beach, you, of course, had Pope John Paul on the road at McCauley. You had White House playing at East Nashville. Uh, but looking at the team that won, the Hendersonville Commandos, uh, none bigger than Ellis Ellis on Friday night. <laughs> that kid is something special. And uh, he, he had over he had another 150-yard performance Friday night against Beach, four touchdowns, one interception. Uh, if there was ever any doubt for me, about who our player of the year would be this year in Sumner County, you know, there's no doubts anymore. I mean, that kid was lights out, phenomenal, uh, was a true X factor against Beach on Friday night and has been a true X factor for the Hendersonville Commandos all season. So um, Ellis Ellis, just an incredible performance, an incredible game from him, and really an incredible season from him, uh, registering close to 1,500 total yards, uh, this season, over 20 touchdowns. And so, you know, Ellis Ellis just continuing to to bring the magic to the Commandos football team and once again did it Friday night in their 34-14 victory. Well, let's dive right in. I mean, might as well. No beating around the bush, right, JP? I mean, we've got one game to talk about, and that is the Hendersonville Commandos versus the Summit Spartans in what I think is going to be a really good football game. Uh, you know, I, you could go back and listen to past episodes, and you know, I've kind of thought that this game was going to happen for a long, long time now. Um, as Hendersonville, clearly the best team in Sumner County, uh, matching up with who I think is going to be the eventual state champion, Summit Spartans. Um, you know, they kind of navigated through through their schedule pretty easily this year. I mean, I don't know if they really ever were tested at all uh, this season. You know, I know last week's game against Ravenwood. Uh, was close there in the third quarter, uh, maybe even a little bit later. But, you know, Summit obviously had had the guys to, to get out and, and get away with that victory and, and move on to the fourth round. And so, you know, I just – I don't know if there's anything standing in their way, JP. Um, the, you know, the Wade brothers are – they're exactly what everyone makes them out to be, which is remarkably talented, incredible. Um, really any great adjective you can think of, they are just spectacular. And so – um, when, when you have that kind of talent and then you can throw in the fact that they are state champions, they know what it takes to get it done right in December. Um, they, they have that championship pedigree. And so I just think that it's going to be a tough go, but, um, I'm interested JP to hear if you've got anything to add just on, you know, being around, uh, some, I know you don't, you don't go out and cover 
any teams in particular, but you are, you are around us uh, pretty much every day. <laughs> uh, I know on Friday nights you spend a lot of good time with with a lot of our reporters, um, you know, with Murphy Fair. So you do have a little bit of a thumbprint on, on football in Middle Tennessee. So I'm curious if you know anything that can um, enlighten our listeners uh, regarding the Summit Spartans. Well, you're right about the Wade brothers and how special they are, uh, and they live up to the hype. It's something hard to do. A lot of um, hype on them last year. They make that run to the state championship. Keaton, of course, was hurt for a majority of the year, and Destin really showed out. Uh, and then, of course, you know, they get that uh, uh, commitment to Kentucky uh, that they're going to play their college uh, football. But they've got a lot of supporters on that team as well, including – um, you know, the, uh, the receiver in, in Brady and, you know, he's kind of the X factor for them. And, and he's been playing with the way brothers since they were, uh, tykes essentially. So there's a lot of history, uh, with them, uh, but you're right. And, and I think another X factor from a team perspective that is going a little unnoticed this year because of what Destin and company are doing offensively is that defensive unit, uh, for head coach, Brian Coleman, um, they are really uh, kind of putting the stamp down on a lot of teams. Uh, they got down for the first time in a long time, maybe all season, to Ravenwood early in that third quarter uh, with the early Raptor touchdown. Uh, but they bounced right back, Zach, and were able to uh, build out the lead ultimately uh, to get a, a fairly comfortable win. So I think the defense is really kind of the specialty of this group that is um, people may not know a whole lot about. Uh, and and when you sit and watch them, uh, you'll find that out for sure. But you know, to Hendersonville, kind of the uh, unsung, under the radar six A team, kind of in the uh, the metro and beyond mid state uh, area. I mean, obviously, we know what Oakland's doing in Rutherford County. We know what Summit's doing, and several other Williamson County teams. Uh, but Hendersonville and the Commandos uh, didn't shy away from anybody with their scheduling. They played Oakland. They have for a couple of years. And I think that has kind of pushed them through some of these maybe close uh, games uh, to some or close moments in the postseason uh, to get to where they are now in the semifinals, Zach. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree very much so. There's a lot of a lot of good points that you hit on. Um, I want to go back to one of the original ones, Brady Pierce. You're exactly right. I mean, this this kid has been giving defensive coordinators nightmares for a couple of years now. And, and, you know, you see him out on the field, number 13 he wears, and, and you're thinking, oh, this is not a big kid. He's not really going to hurt us. But next thing you know, he's got eight grabs for 115 yards and two touchdowns, and you're just looking around like, how did that happen? And I think it's because so many people put so much attention – on the Wade brothers, and, and rightfully so, right? I mean, obviously, they're generational talent going to Kentucky. I think they're going to be playing football on Sunday for us and entertaining us uh, in the National Football League at, at, at some point in time. But um, And so I think people kind of lose lose track of, of Brady, and and uh, he's just been really good. And, yeah, I, I read that piece that is on MainStreetPreps.com uh, regarding Brady Pearson, and if you haven't read it, I implore you to do so because it gives you a lot of great insight of who he is and what exactly those – those guys, the Wade brothers, the other players on the Summit team, Brian Coleman, what they think about him. And they think a lot of Brady Pierce. Um, you know, you mentioned it in our pre-show, JP, that they almost view them as triplets. Um, of course, the Wade brothers being twins and Brady being the third one. Um, you know, they're exactly right. I mean, listen, I, I watched Brady Pierce one time in person last year against Beach. 
And I don't, I don't remember his stat line, but I know he was an X-Factor. And then I watched him uh, make catch after catch and play after play in the state championship game against Oak Ridge. So um, if fans are not aware of number 13, I know the coaching staff is because I spent some time with them yesterday, and we'll get into that in a minute. But if fans are not aware of who number 13 is, they definitely, definitely need to be because he can make plays in a hurry. And, and you can look up and say, oh, we did a good job containing Keaton and Destin. But, you know, he can beat you too. So uh, make sure you've, you've got an eye on number 13, Brady Pierce. Yeah, Zach, and that's what makes uh, defending Summit so difficult because if you do put some attention and focus on Brady Pierce – you know, you got Keaton, and let's not forget, you know, uh, Destin, of course, the quarterback. Keaton also um, plays some offense as well, and, you know, he's just as special of an athlete uh, out in the open field. So, I mean, you know, pick your poison, as they say, and that's what makes them so difficult. And the three of them, because they have played together for so long, they know where each other's going to be. They know, um, you know, they can, they can almost think telepathically <laughs> to some degree because – you know, there is that sense of brotherhood um, amongst the three together because of the time spent. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that has carried Hendersonville so far this postseason and this season um, has been their line play, both offensively and defensively. And, uh, you know, they've kind of been able to dominate uh, in the playoffs here recently playing McGavick and Gallatin and, and Beach, who all have who all had better offensive lines and defensive lines as you move forward. But I don't think it's going to be anything that they anything like they see on Friday against Summit. Now, have they seen it already this season? Sure, absolutely. Like you like you alluded to, they have played one of the tougher schedules uh, in the mid state. You know, um, you look at Oakland, you look at Ravenwood, you look at Baylor. A lot of people, well, probably a good majority of people have no idea about South Warren, the team that they played in Kentucky, and they shouldn't because they're in Kentucky, but they're in the Class 5A semifinal round, and that only loss that they have this year is to Andersonville, and that was on the road, JP. So um, they have been tested, um, but, you know, going up against an offensive line like that, you know, it's a little bit different animal. Uh, and then even if you're able to get get through the offensive line or um, – defensive line you've got to deal with a six foot five 245 pound senior 17 18 year old kid and while that may be normal for a 30 year old or a grown man or someone playing in the NFL or college football that is not normal for a high school kid and you know I just think that um to no fault of their own they're just going to struggle tackle struggle to tackle them um and that's just be just going to be because I think they're just going to be too big for them to tackle Zach, I've got a question for you. Uh, Hendersonville, of course, being at home in this game because of the alternating uh, style and format of the TSSAA does brackets. How much of an advantage uh, will that help Hendersonville in this matchup? It's a good question, JP. Um, I think it's big. I mean, anytime you're at home and you get to play in front of your home fans, it's it's always an advantage. You know, you get to you get to eat your pregame meal at the at the stadium. You don't have to get on a bus for a little bit of time. Um, so yeah, it is an advantage, but that said, JP little wrinkle. So ever since I believe Destin took over as single caller as a sophomore, I, I don't remember his freshman year. Maybe he did, but I'm not hundred percent sure. So summit fans, if he did Destin, I apologize. I, I just don't remember. But my point is this JP. So their sophomore year, which was in 2019, they were the three seed and they had to come to Gallatin to play at the wave yard in the first round matchup. And their bus actually got stuck on Highway 109 because Highway 109 collapsed. And so they sat on a bus for two hours before they could get to Gallatin. 
And that right there is a ton of adversity. They come out, they get that win, they navigate through, and and I don't remember how they finished the 2019 postseason. Um, yeah, maybe state they runner lost up. It. Yeah, state runner mm-hmm. up. That's right. That's exactly right. And um, and so they faced adversity there. And then last year they had to come to Sumner County to play a very good beach team in the quarterfinals, to which they won that game. Uh, they didn't have Keaton, but they won that game because Destin Wade was marvelous. I mean, he was mm-hmm. so good, so good. And that was the game, JP, where I, th- I said to myself, you know what? He is right. He is a packet. He is a pocket-passing quarterback. You know, because for the long time surrounding his recruitment, you know, a lot of teams didn't want to give him the quarterback role because they wanted to put him elsewhere. They wanted to use him as a run-first guy or maybe a wide receiver. And he said, no, I'm a pocket passer. And to his credit, he has improved that craft each and every year. And that's partly why I'm so excited to see him Friday night because he was so marvelous as a junior, JP. <laughs> if he's gotten better, yeah. I just I can't imagine how good that's going to be. And and he has. And, you know, of course, Keaton Wade uh, was, was the higher prospect for the longest time. Uh, and, you know, I don't know what the rankings are at this point, but I know last year – you know, Keaton was the 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 star, and Destin was, you know, kind of the package deal. Well, the way that uh, Keaton has improved his quarterback plays, you just referred to, uh, you know, I think they're neck and neck, and 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 I think they both have that Sunday talent at their respective positions, or, or really anywhere that they want to play. They are that good. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I definitely think so, and um, you know. Uh, as a Tennessee fan, I'm I'm sad they're going to Kentucky because you know now I've got to now I've got to cheer against them on Saturdays, uh, one Saturday a, a year for four years. So, um, but yeah, I mean they're just they're they're spectacular and and I cannot wait to see them. But to answer your question, it is an advantage for Hendersonville to be at home, but it's not. I don't think it's a disadvantage for Summit to be on the road. If that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's you know and and Summit certainly has proven Zach that uh, they can go on the road. Um, not only uh, this year with some of their wins, but last year they went to Paris and Henry County in that raucous environment uh, yeah. and, and was able to take care of business. Beach, you referred to last year as well. So uh, being on the road doesn't uh, – I, I don't think it's going to bother this team at all. No, not at all. And, and um, you know, I, I, let me just move into this. Let me move into my next point. So I was able to spend a little bit of time with James Beasley and – a few seniors yesterday uh, after practice for a story that I'm working on. And, um, you know, my biggest takeaway, JP, was they wanted no part of hearing that they were not going to win. And that's what you, you want. Know, exactly. You know, I, I love the confidence they show. And it wasn't and it wasn't overconfident that that I can honestly tell you is true. It was it was a more of like, hey, we've got dudes, too. And, yeah, they do have dudes, JP but their dudes aren't going to be playing on Sunday, I don't think. Um, you know, and and listen, Ellis Ellis and Torin Baker are as good of a running back combo that you will find uh, in this state. There is no doubt about that. Um, and it's like Luke Manning said, you know, yeah, they may have dudes talking about something. Yeah, they may have dudes that are impossible, quote, unquote, unpo- impossible to bring down in the open field. But we got dudes that are also impossible to bring down in the open field. Talking about Ellis and Torin and and Jack Busey and, and guys like that. So I love the confidence that they exuded yesterday because um, that's exactly what you want to see. But it was there was definitely I can honestly say JP there was a level of respect there for their opponent, and I think that's a, a just a testament to James Beasley and how he coaches this team. Um, he coaches them to be confident, but he also coaches them to respect all of their opponents, and so. 
when you're going into a game like this with that mentality, I mean, that's really all you can ask for, right? Yeah, it, this is not going to be an easy uh, game for Summit by any stretch of the, uh, of the imagination. As, as we refer to you know, the schedule that Hendersonville has played, uh, has prepared them for this very game, and they get it at home. Uh, they're feeling confident because it it appears, you know, just looking at at the scores, that they are getting better and better as the season, and then the postseason has gone along. Yeah, I mean, listen, and, and I asked, so I asked the guys straight up. I said, I said, why does it? I said, why are you giving me the feeling like you guys believe it's just another team coming in here on Friday night? And they said because that's honestly how we feel. Like if you look at our schedule. It's not like we played a bunch of cupcakes to get to this point. Like we've 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 seen the best. Like you can't sit here and tell me that Oakland isn't you know one of the best teams in the state. Um, you can't sit here that and tell me that Ravenwood wasn't one of the best teams in the state. That Baylor wasn't one of the best and South Warren. And so you know they want a rematch with Oakland, JP. I mean they 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 came out and said it like that's what we want. We want our rematch with Oakland because we didn't feel like we played our brand of football for four quarters. We only did it for a quarter and a half and we want our shot to, to do it again. So, um, you know, I guess for, for people like you and me, we can, we can project these things and say like, Oh, they don't stand a chance, but inside that locker room, JP, I can promise you that they fully believe that they're going to win this football game on Friday. All right. Are you making a pick here on this week's podcast? I mean, I'll make a pick. Uh, it, Hendersonville fans aren't going to like it, but, I mean, I'll make a pick. <laughs> I don't want to put you in that spot, but, I mean, you know. Listen, I've already made a pick for my weekly column that I put out uh, yep. for the paper this week already. I just haven't made it uh, available online. But, I mean, I've made no bones about it. I think Summit is your eventual state champion. Um, and I, I just think that, you know, they're just so talented and they have championship pedigree and their coach, Brian Coleman, is top of the line and – you know, they just have something special down in down – in, uh, are they in Thompson Station? Is that where they are? Uh, Spring Hill. They just have something yep, special down are, in Spring Hill. Yep, you right can, next you door. Can edit, you can he- edit out the Thompson Station. They yeah. just have something special <laughs> down in Spring Hill going on right now. And and I just think that, you know, they're riding that wave, that momentum, and, and I think that eventually they're going to hoist that gold football and show that, you know, Class 5A, Class 6A, it don't matter. They just win state championships down in Spring Hill. And so um, – I do think it's going to be a, a pretty close game, JP. You know, in my in my column, I, I did say 38-31 Summit. Um, in my our staff pick them, I said 38-31. The thing that scares me most outside of uh, the Wade brothers and Brady Pierce and number 67 on their offensive line, who is just a dude. I don't know his name, but he is, he is massive. He's a big old boy. He's right guard, number 67. Uh, got a feeling he's probably going to be getting some pan- going to be eating some pancakes on Friday <laughs> night if I had to guess. Uh, but uh, bring your syrup, right? That's right. Uh, no, but the thing that scares me outside of outside of that, JP, is Hendersonville has started these playoffs slow. Whether it be an opening kickoff fumble, whether it be penalties, whether it be a first drive fumble, they just haven't come out of the gate fast. And is that because you know, like we already beat Gallatin Beach? We're going to beat them again. So maybe there's, you know, will there be a different level of focus this Friday night? Maybe, potentially, probably. I mean, you're one game away from the state title, and it's a team that everyone is picking against you and, uh, you know, this, that, and the other. So maybe there's a difference. But that does scare me, JP, that they've they've kind of shot themselves in the foot early on. Yeah, you can't afford to do that against some of that. I, I, but to that focus thing, uh, you know, we are humans, and, and as much as coaches can preach about – you know, trying to stay focused, it's going to creep in there. But I, I do believe that, yeah, if if you can't get focused for 
the challenge ahead in this game, they'll be ready. And, um, you know, I, I doubt that uh, those mistakes uh, will happen, at least not uh, that they create some. It may make them create some, but uh, I, I imagine Hendersonville will be ready from the opening kick. You know, one thing I forgot to mention, and I talked about how I spent this spent all this time with coaches and players yesterday talking about this game at Summit, and it's making it seem like all their, their entire focus is on Summit, JP. But in the midst of all of that, they were they kept telling me, like, we're just worried about today. Like, do you want to talk about today's practice? Do you want to talk about, like, the film that we went over? Do you want to talk about, like, you know, how we were acting, how Jamison Wharton was, you know, walking around telling everybody to buckle it up, put your mouth piece in, treat this like a game day. Like, do you want, like, do you want to talk about how we're going to have the same approach tomorrow? Like we're not even thinking about Wednesday or Thursday's walk, walk through, let alone the game on Friday. We're just worried about the day, the task at hand. And I think that is encouraging if you're a Hendersonville fan. Yeah, that, that is a good sign uh, mentally at, at this stage of the week too. And not to mention, let's not forget, this is Thanksgiving week. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of distractions, um, so it's it's a little extra challenge to try to keep that focus, at least on the surface it would be, um, but uh, a lot at stake, and uh, that's, that's a good sign. And Ellis Ellis did point that out. He's like, you know, we don't have school on Friday, so that is a different wrinkle that we just, you know, that's, school is our routine, you know, getting up, having breakfast, going to class, going to home, seeing your friends. I was like, well, then how do you, how do you replicate that? How do you duplicate that? And, he, and him and Jack Busey were just saying, like, I don't think you can replicate it, I just think you just try to do the best you can at trying. So, you know, we'll get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. We'll come. We'll we'll eat breakfast. We'll go lift weights. Like, we'll go sit in the classroom, have our study sesh. Like, we'll try to do as much school stuff as we can, but I don't think you can ever really truly replicate, you know, sitting through English, you know, English 3 or whatever it is, listening to – them talk about why or why not you should use the Oxford comma. Yeah, or or just the the general drama of teenagers in in a yeah. high school. No, you can't replicate that for sure. That's interesting though, um, and and that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, getting up, coming together as a team. You know, college and pro teams obviously do this. You know, college in particular for home games, they'll go to a hotel and try to replicate that road just to be together to simulate that routine. And that's uh, that's interesting that uh, you know even at the high school level that they're attempting to do that as well. This is a team, this is a senior class that that has their head on their shoulders correctly, and, and I think this is a senior class that is going to do great things after they leave Hendersonville High School. I really, really do, JP. I mean, they're just they're just smart, and they get it. They kind of understand what's what's at hand, and they've been together for a long time. I mean, this is a school, this is a much like Summit, JP, where you, in, in, in Summit's case, you'd be the junior Spartans, but in Hendersonville's case, you know, these guys are junior commandos, all the way from fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, all the way up through high school. So they've been around each other for a long, long time. And, you know, I kind of told them, like, hey, regardless of what happens on Friday, that's going to be the last time you take that football field So as, as, as you know, a team together. And you've been a part of this program for seven years. And it's kind of that, that look on their face, like, you know, like there's really not, you know, no, no point in, you know, not la- leaving it all on the line, you know, because – this is the last time that we're going to have together on this field playing, you know, in front of our fans. And so I just think Friday is going to be a lot of fun. And, and, you know, there's probably going to, you know, regardless of what happens, there's going to be some tears shed. And, uh, you know, I kind of alluded to it a little bit on Twitter last week that, you know, don't let anyone tell you high school sports are not important and they don't, they don't build character and they're not good for you because, you know, there are people out there that will make that argument and have tried to make that argument to me before in the past. Like, why do you put so many resources into covering high school sports and, 
you know, these things matter. Um, these teams matter. These coaches matter. Uh, these players matter. These friendships matter. And and one team is going to have that end on Friday, and it's going to be a tough scene. Um, but you know what? Getting to this point, getting to the Final Four, one game away from you know potentially holding that gold football is is all you can really ask for, JP. Yeah, no question. Playing Thanksgiving week, of course, is kind of the uh, the benchmark that every high school football player hopes to get to. Um, and the Commandos certainly are there uh, with a great opportunity in front of them. Absolutely. Well said. Well, everybody, that's it for this week's episode of Coach Speak. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this episode. I hope you've enjoyed this season. Maybe it's not the last time we talk. Hey, maybe Hendersonville comes out Friday night and shocks the world. Uh, listen, Hendersonville, I'm going to take. I'm going to make this one last shot to you guys. No one outside of your locker room believes you can win this football game. Go prove us wrong. We'll see you on the sidelines. You've been listening to Coach Speak with Brady and Zach, the latest in high school football from Montgomery and Sumner Counties. For more on high school sports in Middle Tennessee, visit MainStreetPreps.com.